Welcome to the weekly podcast of Calvary Chapel, South London, a church where the truth of God's word meets and transforms the reality of our daily lives. We hope you are impacted by this week's teaching. Okay, so for us as a church family, this is a historic moment. It's a monumental day and it's one that um, we do really... um, Give thanks for the fact that we're able to share this together as a family, um, knowing that there are a few people who have been with us from the beginning, literally. And um, obviously, just throughout our journey, there's various ones of you who kind of come in at various points and kind of are here to testify to God's work among us as uh, a church. Um, We don't talk a lot. Um, in detail about our journey and we wanted to do that today um, as we do give thanks and um, so it's going to be a kind of different service is that all right we figured we're we're amongst our family and we wanted to mark this moment and um, we also wanted to not just mark the moment of what's going to happen and, and what's you know the move and the future but also to kind of just give you an insight to what our journey's like, um, especially for you, those of you who have maybe joined us more recently. Um, there's going to be things that we express and aspects of us that for some of you might come as a surprise, but that's okay. It's part of our roots, it's part of our heritage, it's part of who we are, and um, definitely is the, the, the well from which Calvary Chapel East Dulwich springs forth. And so um, I'm going to ask Pastor Rob to come um, as he um, just leads us initially. And um, I'm going to invite you to hold tight. <laughs> Amen. Ah, oh, Lord. We see so many um, just um, deep memorials, Lord, throughout the scripture. And... Um, Today, this is, this is a, a memorial stone. This is, this is like us building that altar in Bethel, acknowledging your work and acknowledging your promise and saluting you, Lord, and giving thanks to you um, with great expectation and anticipation. And so bless our time um, in all that it will be. And um, Lord, we, we pray that, Lord, as we leave here today, Um, there will be just a true sense of your greatness renewed unto us. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good afternoon, everyone. Praise the Lord, man. Um, Where's that picture? So, we're getting ready to say... (laughs) How many of you know Will is a photographer? How many of you know Will don't have that picture, though? (laughs) And if he did, he wouldn't want us to show it, I'm sure. But we are definitely getting ready to say a a, a big goodbye, um, farewell, um, because I'm sure we're going to see them again, um, to Will and Cal, and I'm saying to Cece and Mikel. Um, Also, we're getting ready to say farewell to 
to our family members and today is a milestone today is a milestone you know literally milestones are those <clears throat> numbered markers along the the road right that that identify particular or certain intervals literally speaking there's stones that back in the day you used to see them in the in the ground and they'd have the the number of miles you got left to travel a milestone a marker metaphorically speaking these are milestones are reference points with regards to the journey it's one way of marking the the past historically an opportunity to 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 reference the present but then also hopefully looking forward to being able to mark valuable moments in time metaphorically speaking now one way of of marking the past is is by anniversary 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 is something i've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks because we that is myself and mark as you know i'm um, traveled to jamaica we'll talk more about that next week don't want to hog up the time in any way, shape, or form, or distract us from today. <clears throat> but whilst we're in Jamaica, we went out there to celebrate the New Testament Assembly's 60th anniversary, and we went there as guests, and it was a wonderful time. And they were celebrating 60 years of their history anniversary last Monday, round about kind of this time slash next year. All of us as pastors and our wives get to celebrate our anniversary. So mine was last last Monday, and <clears throat> Pastor P and Pastor E will celebrate theirs in the coming months, coming into, obviously, into next year, and it's 24 years that we've all been married. 24 years, what is that, times three? Three, six, eight, 72? 72 years of marriage to the glory of God. Next week, Sunday, what, what will we be celebrating next week, Sunday? Anybody know? See, Pastor P's got it marked right on his lapel there. It's Remembrance Sunday, Poppy Day, or Armistice Day. Celebrating <clears throat> with regards to the First World War and all that took place on the 11th hour of the 11th day, the 11th month. In 1918, the guns of the Western Front fell silent after more than four years of continuous warfare. Milestones. Today's a milestone because we get to celebrate something significant that God has done. It's a milestone regarding God's purpose. Today's a milestone because it's the last day that we get to fellowship with Pastor Patrick and Sarah. And the rest of the team are going to be joining them at Calvary Chapel, East Dulwich. And it's a milestone because it's the last time we get to fellowship like this. Pastor Patrick and Sarah have been integral in every single one of our lives. This church wouldn't be what it is without all that they've contributed. 
or that God has enabled them to be and to do. This is the fruit of that. This is the fruit of that. For us as friends, as spiritual family and um, partners in ministry, we've spent over two decades serving the Lord Jesus together. Week, week in, week out, we've been together over 1,000 Sundays consecutively. It's like apart from the times when they've been on holiday and they, they don't go away for more than a week or two, same for Pastor E. I'm a bit of a liberty taker. I'll take three or four weeks at a time. You know what I mean? But apart from those times, we've been together every single Sunday for two decades. Do you know that's over 1,000? If you live to see 60 years old, right, which would be a blessing, that's 3,000 Sundays. We've spent a third of our lives together. And that's apart from all the stuff midweek. I would say that today is a milestone moment. So with great gratitude, we'd like to, to have a brief look at the past and then consider God's grace. God's amazing grace. Because how many of you know, we can chat about all the great things that we've done. But John 15 says, without Jesus, <laughs> we can do nothing. And it's useless. It's worthless apart from all that he's contributed to making that happen. I swear I'm not going to try not to cry today. Now that goes back um, 11 years of our history as a church, Calvary Chapel, South London. And even since that video was made, we've grown and developed. You can see it in our, in our, in our vision statement. <clears throat> and change has been apparent. <clears throat> now, as I said, that goes back 11 years, but our history, that is the history that myself, Pastor E, Pastor P, Sarah, Helen and Judith, it, it goes back further than that. You may have heard a reference there when Pastor E was at God Corner saying that, you know what, we've been out here for 11 years. And that was 2006, if you're watching carefully, when he said that. So, let me just give you a little bit of the backstory with regards to the history prior to, to 2003, which is when the church was planted. Let's take it all the way back to 1993, which is when our friendship began. Pastor E and Judith, they were attending New Testament Church of God, Lambert Road, Brixton. <laughs> you know what I mean? Pastor E, you hear in a little while how he got saved when he was 14. You know what I mean? They, they, they were in the Lord, him and Judith, much longer than myself and Pastor P. We were like, we, the Lord never rescued us till we was in our early 20s. And that's the same, the same is true for Sarah and for Helen. We pretty much all got saved around the same time. 
Um, Pastor P and Sarah were going to Word Church in Camberwell. And Helen and myself, we were going to a church called um, CCF, Commonwealth Christian Fellowship. And whilst we were at that church, really just young believers living in Stockwell, a place called Edridge House on Binfield Road, round the back of Stockwell Tube Station. About six months into getting saved, we were living at um, Helen's dad's, which is what a lot of us do, right, when we first get married to try and work things out financially, right? Even though we don't recommend it, we know that sometimes it happens, right? I'm supposed to leave and cleave. Anyway, we were there, and Helen's dad went away for six months to Australia, and we just took liberties. And we started a Bible study in his yard whilst he weren't there. And that Bible study, it was so, when I tell you it was basic, I mean, we were only new believers. So it was like, okay, today there are 66 books in the Bible, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. It was that basic. And I don't know what happened, but just within a, a matter of just weeks, remember, we were young them days, like we were in the early 20s, just Bare young people just started to come to the study. So one day, in steps, this, this brother with a high top fade and a line going through the side and his newly married wife. And I was really searching to try and find a picture. I did find one, but I think I forgot to upload it, which is a crime. With Pastor E with his kid and play high top. They walk into the Bible study. And as they walk in, we're like, yeah, what's going on? He's like, yeah, yeah, praise God, man. It's like, boy, we just heard that there's a Bible study here. And, you know, we just wondered if we could come. We're like, come in, bruv, come in. So they came in and, and then a, a, couple, a few other people. And then a week or two later, I remember this significantly. Myself, Brian obeyed me testimony. We worked in the post office for a number of years. And that's where Helen and myself got saved through a, a London City missionary which is funny, but we ain't got time to tell the whole story. So we got converted in the post office to start sharing the gospel. Pastor P had a friend called Paul who worked with us. And one day he came in with this ankh. You know what an ankh is around his neck? It's a cross with a circle at the top. It's like an Egyptian symbol. I was like, bruv, do you know what that means? And he's like, what do you mean? And we begin to talk about it. Two twos, we get to the point where I invite this guy to the Bible study. He comes. Must be the following week or two. He hooked up with P, and P had already become a Christian. Paul spoke to him about this Bible study. Next week, I see these two little short people come to the door. And hear the thing. Hear the thing. They, they, now, you know, they, they smell good, right? Right, the smell that they walked in with that night was not Pakaraban. Like, I, it wasn't... The two of them smell a weed. And from what I understand, they'd been... <laughs> right, the Lord was sanctified. They were in the... Am I lying, P? Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, oh. Rob, I'm, I'm, let's, let's glorify the sanctifying power of the, the work of the Spirit in our lives. Amen? Because he don't smoke weed now. <laughs> Amen? So anyway, they come in and we're like, yeah, what's going on? And they're like, yeah, we heard about Paul said, da, da, da. Yeah, praise God. That was, I can't, I, we can't remember the date specifically, but oh, I should, I should know it because we can go back and find out when Helen's dad was away because it was during that time. Late, just after we got married. Late 90, 
early 91. And to cut the long story short, that's when we became friends. And we became friends on the basis they came because they loved God and they loved his word. We had started the study because we loved God and loved his word. And that became the unifying factor which has held us together like glue for the past two decades. Now, there's much to say. Let me just show you just a couple of pictures that um, take us back to that particular time in history. Oh, brothers, this thing. This new iOS is just driving me bonkers. Right, here we go. So that was, what happened was, um, we all ended up going to the same church. And that's a picture of the church just before we start. I think actually on that day, we were, we were, I don't know, we were doing something. But within a week or two, we were a part of that fellowship. Um, you, for some of us who can go all the way back and probably identify some of them faces like Shaya Agunji, Roy and Charmaine. You see, oh, remember? <laughs> um, here's a, here's a, here, this thing. Here's a picture, an early picture of me, Pastor E. In the back is Pastor E's longtime bridge on a guy called Alan Blackman. And there's Trevor, if any of you guys remember Trevor from back in the day. This is an early, early picture. You see Pastor P's thing ain't even grow yet. Of us. Look how fresh a young Pastor E look. Not that he don't look fresh and young now still. Uh-huh. Bruv, is that Kian? Wow. You know, we ain't got time for me to give you the backstory. Guess who that guy is standing next to Pastor P or in front of him? That's, Br- that's Pastor Brian Broderson, our pastor from Calvary Chapel, Westminster, which is where we eventually ended up. This is in Pastor P's house at Shenley Road. Bruv, grab a mic, you know, bruv. You know what I'm saying? This was us at Pastor P's house in Shenley Road. I believe it was after probably after prayer meeting. Tuesday night prayer meeting has been happening in Pastor P's yard. And, and you know what? This ain't even really taking it all the way back because Pastor P and Sarah used to live on Champion Hill. Hey, the estate there. Remember the ground floor flat? Oh, my gosh. And, um, and then they moved to Shenley Road in, in Camberwell. Now, huh. see the high top there. Jeez. See him there? Yeah. Wow. Can you tell who the groom is? You have to look hard, but there's a clue there. It's all, it's all about the waistcoat. All right, then. It's Pastor E's wedding day. Wow. And you see Pastor P down front. I don't know. What, where was I? Oh, I was, oh, look at that. Turn it on. Can you turn on this mic, bro, please? The, the other mic. I was at the hall. Um, you were at the hall because you were true to character playing the music at the reception. Me and Mark Anderson, amen. Now, <clears throat> as we transitioned from, um, from CCF, which was Commonwealth Christian Fellowship, we, we, that was in 96, I believe, 95, 96, which is around the same time that we kind of met the cross movement. We transitioned from, Calvary, from Commonwealth Christian Fellowship and we went to Calvary Chapel, Westminster. And that's because the church that we were at, we were, we were struggling theologically. We were struggling um, with, with a lot of what was going on back then. If you know anything about the Toronto quote-unquote blessing, 
The whole prosperity thing then was really huge. And we ended up transitioning out of that into Calvary Chapel, Westminster, by God's grace, by listening to Brian on the radio. So there we are in Calvary Chapel, Westminster. You can see Helen in the back there. Is that with Renee or Jordan? And we were in the classroom around the back. We just finished doing children's ministry. We weren't pastors all of our lives. Around the back doing children's ministry. This is us outside. Huh. When was the last time you see Pastor P in a baseball cap? Pastor P used to rock that cap nicely. You see, it's got a P on it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was us outside taking some pictures. Um, this is us at our ordination, 2003, just before we planted Calvary Chapel, South London. You can see Pastor Chuck there. What a great picture that is for us. Pastor Brown on the other side flanking us and us along with another brother at the York Pastors Conference being ordained as pastors in the ministry. And this is a picture of us. One of the first services when we were at um, Charter. Yep. And that's when we never had no worship team. (laughs) Never had no praise team them days. You know what I mean? We used to have to try a thing. Is that on? Oh, we really need that mic to come on. Is this is this one working? And, and you can see part me and Pastor P they're trying to plang a little plang plang. You know what I mean? As we're trying to lead service there. We had to try something in it. Now I, I want to go back to this picture here. Do that, bro. Because um some of you probably looking at that thinking we're trying to be some kind of boy band. <laughs> <laughs> But there was a motive. There was a motive behind this picture. We weren't trying to be a boy band, but there was a motive behind this picture because um, many of you may not be aware that um, we've been actively involved um, from very early on in our relationship in using music as a, as a ministry tool to reach out. And um, out of our relationship of love for the Lord and love for his word, came a desire to be used by God to reach our community, reach our peers, reach those um, who were particularly hard to reach in that they weren't trying to involve themselves with church. Their lifestyles and such was completely contrary to church. And they weren't trying to listen to choir music and so on and so forth that was more predominant at that time. And so um, myself and Pastor Rob, um, we started uh, uh, originally actually we were going to do like a bookshop in elephant remember bro and we was going to do videos and that kind of thing wow. um but then the lord kind of refined the vision and we got into doing music and so we started rapping and um singing and just saying lord use it in any way that you would and um actually p had active involvement in that as well some of you have absolutely no idea about this um, Pastor P had active involvement and um, it, it, it was not as um, concentrated as our involvement, but um, Pastor P really kind of, to an extent, pioneered this um, thing that we called flowetry. Street poetry. Flowetry. And um, I'm not even going to ask Pastor P to come and share any. Because no, I know that he won't. We've, which, asked, we've asked him too many times. Ten, ten years we've been asking him, begging him, pleading. But that's him. all right, because by the wonder of technology. <laughs> yeah. 
by, by the wonder of technology. Um, that one. All right. So this piece is called Psalm 1. And this was actually recorded on, on an EP that we put out. And um, we were getting invitations to, to go abroad and share musically and um, all over the country and so on. And we needed something to kind of believe with people. And we didn't have bedroom studios and so on. We didn't even have camera phones in those days. Mm. We're talking back, you know, back in the arc. Um, but <laughs> by God's grace, we were able to capture certain moments. And um, we went in the archives, as Shabazz has taught us well to do. And um, so we pulled out this one, Psalm 1, it was put on the EP. And we want to share that with you, if that's all right. Is that all right? Right. It's only, it's only audio, so don't get too excited. Amen. Blessed is the man who takes his stand and accepts the righteous plan of the law of the Lord because God's got the strings to his heart's cord. He walks and he talks not under the influence or in the counsel of the ungodly. He stands not having a laugh in the path of the highways and the byways of sinners. He sits not watching the clock tick tock always ready to mock in the seat of the scornful but his delight is to habitually meditate day and night in the precepts and instructions of the law of the Lord because God's got the strings to his heart's cord he shall be firmly rooted and planted like a tree by the rivers of living water who brings forth his fruit in its season just like he alter his leaves will not wither and whatever he does in the Lord, it shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. But their proper naff like the chaff that the wind drives away. The ungodly shall not stand on judgment day in the congregation of the righteous. Because God will only bless righteousness. And he knows how it goes with the just and with the unjust who will perish and receive the rewards of their lust. So if you want to be like that man, firmly rooted and planted like a tree, then you need to be in JC. That's Jesus Christ the King, the only one who can take away your sin. One path to take, two roads, two doors. The choice is yours. Now, before we do that. Now, you've got to remember... That is 16, 17 years ago. You know what I mean? So it might sound a bit dated, but for good reason. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about a long time ago. Absolutely. And um, I'm sure some of you would like to obtain a copy of that recording. <laughs> and, and the few others that we've got. <laughs> that can be arranged for a small fee. <laughs> Long time we've been needing to make some money from this music too. <laughs> All right. Um, now, we, um, Pastor P was doing floetry, and so we would go out and we would kind of mix and blend. And this song that we're going to do is one of the earliest songs that we um, wrote and shared together. And it really is a testament to the power of God's word, and especially even as we look back now, the reflection of its power in our lives as free 
young men from South London um, who just made ourselves available to God and whose lives had been clearly impacted, clearly affected, clearly changed by the power of the gospel. And in Romans 1, it speaks of the fact that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it is the power of God unto salvation. It's God's power to save. And so we're here almost two and a half decades later to testify continually to the work of God in our life through the power of the gospel. And it's been nothing else. It's been, there's been no kind of fads or schemes that we've involved ourselves in. It's just walking with Jesus in the light of his word. And um, be encouraged as we share this with you if we can. Amen. And salvation is, is not just a one-moment deal. You know what I'm saying? In First Corinthians 15, Paul talks about the fact that we're saved and we are being saved. And another portion of scripture talks about the fact that we are yet to be saved. We have been delivered, we're being delivered, and we're yet to be completely and totally delivered. And so, again, here we are, years down the road, the Lord's still saving. Amen. Still saving us to his glory. Hmm. All right, then. Sure. Mm. <laughs> Remember, this is 90s hip hop, yeah? <laughs> if you're thinking trap and like, no, no, no. You're too old for that. And some of you might have to help us with the lyrics as well. Listen, lyrics, though, yeah? Listen, the lyrics. The revolver hit me like a blast in the heart And he filled the hole that I had in my soul That's when my life started to revolve I lost control when I took a hold of the revolver Yo, it hit me like a blast in the heart And he filled the hole that I had in my soul Yo, that's when my life started to revolve I lost control when I took a hold of the revolver Eye contact gripped the transfixed stare I felt naked, my soul was laid bare The surroundings disappeared, my life flashed before my eyes I realised this would be my last night alive I knew deep down this is how it had to be I threw my hands up and shouted, here I am, come take me A high calibre projectile hit me Penetrated deeply, blew my mind like nitroglycerine It left no trace of its impact upon entry But I felt the implosion inside as he began to change me Strangely, I knew that I would die Revised my address and transferred to the other side It made no sense trying to hide or trying to fight The revolver fixed me firmly in his sights He held me back to rights I dropped to my knees, cried out, won't you save me please? I killed over, I've been hit by the revolver the revolver hit me like a blast in the heart And he filled the hole that I had in my soul That's when my life started to revolve I lost control when I took a hold of the revolver Hit me like a blast in the heart And he filled the hole that I had in my soul yo, yo. That's when my life started to revolve I lost control when I took a hold of the revolver I tried to duck from the buck Tried to find something to protect me But my conscience wouldn't let me I couldn't run far I hid behind a car He had some kind of sonar And yo, he tracked me like a radar And as the bullets start to splurt The only feeling of hurt was my pride It started to rip me up inside One to the head Two to the chest Made me confess all my sin And all the mess that I'd been living in And as I lay prostrate on my face I couldn't move Thinking I was dead Lying in pools of liquid red From head to toe I was soaked in a crimson cloak my life flashed before me But wait, wait a, a minute. minute It wasn't me bleeding huh? I just couldn't understand what? It was the blood of another man The blood of the lamb No entry wounds or scars in it I knew the game was over Game over And I'd been hit by the revolver The revolver 
hit us like a blast in the heart and he filled the hole that we had in our soul that's when our life started to revolve we lost control when we took a hold of the yeah. revolver because Jesus hit us like a blast in the heart and he filled the hole that we had in our soul yo yo, yo that's when our life started to revolve yeah, we, we lost, lost control, control when we took a hold of the, of the revolver. revolver we got up and walked in reverse direction left that intersection in the power of his resurrection made ascension into the third dimension where he eased my pain and relieved all of my tensions dealt with my pretensions and all my apprehensions i have to mention he gave me peace past comprehension of all my wrong deeds he made no retention showed a grand plan for my life was his intention my people that saw me did not recognize me they said strange this brother's changed and that affirmed my new id because when i spoke it was his word i was talking as i walked the narrow path in his shadow i would stalk him i saw others fall him with lies try to distort him instead of giving up they was bigging up as they fought him but then with one round i saw him take down two other mans understand our destiny is in the hands of the revolver the revolver hit us like a blast in the heart and he filled the hole that we had in our soul that's when our life started to revolve we lost control when we took a hold of the revolver because jesus hit us like a blast in the heart and he filled the hole that we had in our soul yo yo that's when our life started to revolve we lost control when we took a hold of the revolver hit us like a blast in the heart that we had in our soul that's when our life started to revolve yeah So, P done, P done Psalm 1, and we're sharing with you that our lives, our relationships were predicated on the word of God. Being that man planted by the rivers of water, you know what I'm saying? We'll bring forth his fruit in his seasons, his leaf would not wither, because he meditates on God's word day and night, right? <clears throat> wow. Now, one of the things as we came together, and before even the church started... Um, we had a, a passion to take the word forward and um, our name, Ministry of Defense, as we were collectively known, was based on this verse in First Peter chapter 3, um, verse 15. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense when, to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. And that word defense is a legal term in the Greek, apologesia, is when you are called upon as a witness to give a defense in, in a trial. And so when we're called upon as believers and asked, why is it that you believe in this Jesus? It's not even what do you believe, but why do you believe what you believe? There was a necessity we recognized to be prepared to answer that. And um, so we gave ourselves to that very um, vigorously. And it was um, a few years later that we, after being at um, Calvary Chapel, Westminster, that we started the Bible study on a Friday night. And um, that was Friday Night Flavor. Friday Night Flavor. Friday Night Flavor. Remember, before that, it was like, we kept going through this thing. What are we going to call this thing that we're going to start? Because we thought, let's do a magazine format thing where people can come in. It's going to be chilled. The lights are down low. Sofas. We said, what are we going to call it? We're going to call, I think P said, raw soup. Was it raw soup? Was think, it you? I was th- you come up I with think, raw soup? I think P said, uh, hard dough. Hard, hard, hard dough. Bread, bread yeah. right? The bread of life, right? Man trying to live by bread alone. Hard, hard dough. dough. Oh my God. So watch out for hard dough. <laughs> Soon come. <laughs> Soon come. <laughs> and, and, then, and then it transpired that we said, oh, why don't we start this thing called Mad Ministries? Was it based on First Corinthians 4? 
Um, being mad for Christ. Uh, fools for, fools fool for, Christ's for Christ's sake. Amen. We're, 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 we're counted as fools for Christ's sake. So we said, yeah, mad ministries. Um, but then it ended up being Friday night Bible study, at uh-huh. least in terms of the journey. Uh-huh. Friday night Bible study. Because, you know, I think what we were trying to do is we were trying to do church. But we didn't know it. We wanted community. We wanted fellowship. We want God's word to be central. We wanted to worship God. And then we arrived at the place where, you know, really we can't do anything apart from open the Bible, preach the Bible. And music can be secondary. Music has always been secondary for us. As, as, as probably you, you can tell, half of you probably didn't even know that we did, we did music. You know what I'm saying? Because it was never the focus. It was always a means to an end. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and so as we came together on a Friday night, uh, we were encouraged. And we, we spoke to Pastor Brian, our, our pastor at the time. And we said, you know, um, we've got this vision. Um, and this is our desire. We want to go and do outreach and we want to provide um, opportunity to connect with people. We were going into prisons uh, on a monthly basis for years. We was going into schools. We was doing outreach on the streets and so on. And we want to just be able to kind of school people in the word. And we started the Bible study. And we said, you know what? This, 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 this vision is, is, is urban mission. This is the, it's a singular mission to carry the gospel through these different avenues. And, um, you know, the Bible study um, clearly formed a part of that. And yet we were then encouraged to, to plant a church that is Calvary Chapel, South London. And so even at the heart of it, the gospel was always central to our focus. And, you know, we rejoice even now as Pastor P and Sarah go off to Dulwich with the team. The gospel is still the central focus. And it is that which sustains an enduring ministry. And um, even as you've heard us share, and you know, you heard someone there, um, that there's, a, there's another piece that I think you need to listen to, which kind of reflects that commitment to the word of God as being supreme and central consistently. And um, it's, it's the... Uh, <laughs> now, you have to remember what we're talking like 90s, yeah? Farrakhan and and the um the the, the the like the Nubian um Hebrew Israelites and so on nation of Islam they were hard they were on a road hard and there were all of these different um beliefs because you have to remember even in the culture you like you go back to hip hop during those days and you kind of had the Daisy era and the kind of um Arrested Development and what's them other boys De La Soul and whatever and you had Public Enemy there was a lot of consciousness in the music at that time. So we felt a great liberty artistically to put the gospel, to put the message of Christ in our art and bring it to the people because it was culturally that was current. And um, so P wrote this piece. I bet P didn't even know we had this. <laughs> bro, we went deep in the archives, you know, bro. That's why we never even asked you because we know what you would have said. <laughs> it's too late now. So this piece is called Gun It Down. With scripture. Ready, All right, then. Listen. Hear what? I make no apology for gunning it down with scripture. Consider Daniel, a prophet, a don, way back in ancient Babylon, under a mighty king called Nebuchadnezzar. Day by day, he would pray, he would study his scripture. He would see in the book of Deuteronomy 18 from 10 that it don't bend, it lays straight like a ruler. No witchcraft, no spells, no omens, no sorcerer. Future seeker, deception preacher. It's not good to put your hope in the horoscope. 
New age, don't forget the small print on the page. It's all old religions just thrown together. Tarot cards and the crystal ball. I'm not forgetting the tea bag reader. You say the ladder, the ladder, Minawakanda. Start from the shaker, dash over the shoulder. Broken glass, whoops, bad luck, broken mirror. Black cat, cross your path, come on. Let's gun it down with scripture. Line upon line, verse upon verse. Loud all that long talk about, you wash your mouth of me, man. Touch wood and the voodoo curse. The dark side of the force and the dark side of the power. Luke Skywalker, son of Darth Vader. It all sounds very superstitious. Come on, sing it, Stevie Wonder. Sing it, Stevie Wonder. Predictions and prophecies. Now, who you going to believe? Nostradamus, Mystic Meg, Jeremiah, or Isaiah? Stand on the word, stand on the rock. Jesus, my savior. Blow the rest away, just gun it down with scripture. Yeah. Salute. Salute. Brother. Are you serious? And, um, listen, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a joy and a privilege to share this insight to our journey, right? Because we're blessed even as we look. Bruv, P, you got to be blessed, right? No doubt. When we look back and we just see the consistency of God in our lives, just in so many different ways. And um, it helps you to appreciate that, you know, this, this, this half-grown oak tree that you see today, it didn't spring up overnight. God's been doing a deep and an enduring work. And this encourages us for as we look ahead because we can see the work of God and its, and its purposes continually being worked out. And um, we rejoice. We rejoice. Like you <laughs> wow. So, you got to remember, like I said, you might have seen the picture with me in Shenley Road at Pastor P's yard. I had my post office uniform. I worked in the post office for 17 years as a, as a postman. Brian, um, my, Helen, um, and a few others. And <clears throat> I was a postman. And I'm saying, Pastor P was working at the Adventure Playground. I mean, he was, he, I mean, he was big things. He was the manager. You know what I'm saying? Pastor E, you know, when I met, when I met Ephraim, what was I doing? Bruv, you, all right. Prior to me meeting, meeting you, you were a trainer. So you was on levels because mm. you, you used to train for um, the, 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 the local authority. And, true, true, true. And, That's and, what I yeah, so he, you know, Ephraim has always been a, 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 a very clear and articulate speaker. He's, but <laughs> I remember when times was hard, bro, when we was trying to make ends meet. You remember, Ephraim was working in ba- Battersea in a, in, a, in, a, in a shop selling car radios. And he was constantly having to resist the temptation of buying secondhand radios and shotting them because they were stolen. You know what I mean? It was a legitimate shop. But I'm, and, 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 and he didn't do that, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying, he was working in a, in a, in a shop. In a, I think you had two jobs, if I, if I remember rightly. Yeah, your memory's better than mine, bro. <laughs> but I'm saying that we were very simple brothers. Um, bro, I'm going to take a couple of minutes. Do that, bro. I just want to walk through Exodus 3 and 4 real briefly. Um, but I want to give you that as a backdrop in terms of just how simple 
we were and how God is able to take something seemingly um, inconsequential and insubstantial as far as the world is concerned and do something wonderful through it. You know what I'm saying? It's not the it's myself and Ben were praying just before the surface. It's not the it's not the mighty that are called. You know, it's not the wise, but it's the foolish things God take God takes to confound those that are wise. You know what I'm saying? And 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 in Exodus chapter three. I'm um, talking about another milestone moment. Um, if you if you if you can, you want to turn there work with me. You, you you don't necessarily have to, but um, because yeah, the lights are quite low. But if you've got an iPad or phone, that that will probably be probably work. In Exodus chapter three, we get the story of of Moses, and Moses is an unlikely lad. You know what I mean? It's like for many reasons, he's not the person really that God should be using to fulfill his purpose. And when you recognize and remember the story of Israel at that point, they'd been in bondage. Things were not good. You know what I'm saying? They were being tortured, oppressed. It was, and like for 400 years, it's like, are we ever going to come out of this? But God had a plan. And God is going to use a man called Moses. In Exodus chapter 3, it says, Now Moses was keeping, verse 1, Now Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. What is Moses' job? He's a simple shepherd. He ain't big things, but God's going to use him for big things. And check it, he's a shepherd and it ain't even his flock. He's looking after, he's working for his father-in-law. Ain't even got his own business says the priest of Midian and he led his flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb the mountain of God and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush he looked and behold the bush was burning yet it was not consumed we can't call it the burning bush because it wasn't burning but it wasn't verse 3 and Moses said I will turn aside to see this great sight why the bush is not burned when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called to him out of the bush Moses Moses And he said, here I am. And he said, do not come near. Take your sandals off your feet for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. And he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. See, and this is the reason why God is actually appearing to Moses, because he's fulfilling a promise that he gave hundreds of years prior to this. Drop down to verse 10. Come, says the Lord. Oh, did I jump a verse? Yeah, And Moses hid his face, end of verse 6, for he was afraid to look at God. Verse 10. Come, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Who am I? Who am I? He said, and God says, but I will be with you. And this shall be the sign for you that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt you shall serve God on this mountain. Verse 13. And Moses said to God, If I come to the people of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me, and they ask me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And that's a great encouragement, isn't it? Because God isn't the God who was, or even the God that is, or the God who is yet to come. God is, he's apparent past, present, and future. You know what I'm saying? He is the great I am. And he was that to Moses. And we're grateful that we get to experience that same God in amazing and wonderful ways. Look at chapter 4, verse 1. Then Moses answered, because Moses is not convinced at this point, like, right? Just like we were <laughs> convinced. We were, when, when Pastor Bram Broderson said to us, after starting a, a Bible study, um, 
and that growing, you guys need to plant a church. We were like, Lord, people are going to listen to you like on a Sunday. First of all, come and listen to us at a Bible study. That was a big hurdle to get over. But then you want us to start a church. We can identify with Moses in some way. Verse 1, chapter 4. Then Moses answered, but behold, they will not believe or listen to my voice. For they will say, the Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a staff. He said, throw it on the ground. So he threw it on the ground. It became a serpent. And Moses ran from it. But the Lord said to Moses, put out your hand and catch it by the tail. So he put out his hand, caught it, and it became a staff in his hand. That they may believe that the Lord, the God of, you, of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of promise, has appeared to you. Again, the Lord said to him, put your hand inside your cloak. Here's another, here's another example. Here's something else you're going to be able to use to sh- show them. And this hopefully will show you too. And he put his hand inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, his hand was leprous like snow. And God said, put your hand back inside your cloak. So he put his hand back inside his cloak. And when he took it out, behold, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. If they will not believe you, God said, or listen to the first sign, they may believe the latter sign. If they will not believe these two signs or listen to your voice, you shall take some water from the Nile, pour it on the ground, and the water that, the water that you shall take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground. Can you see God is giving Moses... Um, assurances he's encouraging him he's saying look I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna help not only am I gonna help Pharaoh to see that I'm God I'm helping you also Moses to see that you can trust me verse 10 but Moses still ain't good but 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 Moses said to the Lord oh my Lord I'm not eloquent either in in the in, in the past or since you have spoken to your servant but I'm slow of speech and of tongue verse 11 and the Lord said to him wow like Moses you can't speak oh my goodness like what are we gonna do I can't believe I he says verse 11 Lord said who has made man's mouth who makes him mute or deaf or seen or blind is it not I the Lord now therefore get up and therefore go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak And it still don't stop there. But he said, oh, Lord, please send someone else. We ain't got time. Verse 14, and the anger of the Lord, you know, was kindled against Moses. And he said, check it. He says, the Lord says, is there not Aaron, your brother, the Levite? I know that he can speak well. Behold, he's coming out to meet you. And when he sees you, he'll be glad in his heart. You shall speak to him and... And, and, and put the words in his mouth and I will be your mouth and with his mouth. I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and will teach you both what to do. This is such an encouraging portion of scripture. Um, not just for us back in the day that helps us to come to this place that we find ourselves even still now stumbling over our words and struggling to communicate the depths and the riches and the gravity of God's word. I mean, what a responsibility. You know what I'm saying? But God helped Moses come to that point where he could put his trust in him. And hopefully, as we, two and a half decades down the road for us, you know, this is, this is a milestone in the, in the lives of the Israelites. They didn't understand it. But God was doing something tremendously significant, only fulfilling the promise that he'd originally given and was about to deliver his people in an amazing way. I mean, what we see happen here with Moses wasn't even on the levels that we're going to see 
with regards to the deliverance that God will bring. And, and we, as, as, as pastors, we as simple men like Moses, as a shepherd and postman and selling high, um, sound equipment and running a venture playground, you know what I'm saying? God has taken our lives and he's glorified himself. And we have the privilege of being able to see the fruit come from the ministry that God gave to us lived out in your lives. But it don't stop there. We can look at the past and we can even look at the present and say, hey. But we've got to look towards the future. As we look at Jesus, who's the captain of our salvation. It's looking unto Jesus, the captain of our salvation. Not looking at the... But we need to draw encouragement from that. And Pastor Chuck said something that I think we need to constantly remind ourselves of. Sorry to be so long. Pastor Chuck said, you know what? As a movement, Calvary Chapel has to be very careful. They interviewed him in the 70s. I think it was 1972. And they said, they said look, tell us about the amazing, wonderful, you know, what, what, what is the, what, what's the strategy that has caused Calvary Chapel to explode and hundreds of churches? Pastor Chuck says, strategy? He said, I don't know nothing about strategy. He said, look, he says, as far as what has taken place, apart from the grace of God, he says, but there's a warning for us, even as a movement. And he said, he said, one, we must be careful that we continue to be a movement, that we keep moving. See, this is forward thinking, right? And he says, we have to be careful that one, we don't become a museum. A museum. You know, a museum is the type of place, excuse me, a monument. You're right. A monument. So a monument is something that you come along and you look and you see something that was moving, ain't moving no more. It stood fast and it's planted deeply in the ground. It ain't going nowhere. It's a monument. He says, we have to be careful that we don't become a monument because we stop being a movement. But then he says, there's another danger. Becoming a monument is one thing. But he says, you know, there's the danger that we could become a museum, which is worse. Because a museum is a place where you look in and you look at things that took place in the past. And it's all dead people. And you're, and, and you're saying, do you remember when such and such did such and such? We don't want to be a museum. You know what I'm saying? But the worst thing that we could become is another M-word. Not a, not, not a, not, not a monument or a, or a museum. We could become a monster. To the point where we're ordaining all kinds to the ministry. That ought not to be. That ought not to be. It's best to say it like that. Amen. Try him, Lord Jesus. <laughs> and so... As we're looking forward to this new church plant, how many of you know, we look forward, but that's now, a, that's now a present reality now because the church starts next week on Remembrance Day. What a day to remember the planting of Calvary Chapel East Dulwich. You know what I'm saying? But we need to, in order to fulfill our vision, because remember the vision is where we're going, Right? In order to fulfill our vision, we want to be a healthy church. We're still working at that, and we will continue to work at that. You know what I'm saying? But we also want to do what? What's the second part of our, second aspect of our vision? We want to be equipped to disciple. And that's the, the, fundamental, the fundamental means through which discipleship takes place. We've learned in 25 years is the church. This is the fundamental place and environment where individuals get discipled. So we praise God as we get ready to plant another discipleship center. But we look beyond that, don't we? What's the third aspect of our vision? We want to be faithful on mission. We used to say effective in outreach. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to say that now. 
We want to, because effective is what? Faithfulness. Well done, that good and effective servant. Well done, that good and successful servant. No, well done, that good and faithful servant. So we want to be faithful on mission. So we're looking at Dulwich, but we're looking beyond Dulwich. Who knows? Maybe Will will become a pastor in Jamaica. Who knows? (laughs) Amen. And so we encourage you guys. We thank the Lord for the privilege of being your friends and your family and serving with you um, over all these years. Our roots run deep, and we know that as um, East Dulwich becomes established, it's on a firm foundation. We know that the word is going to continue to be central. And um, we rejoice in that. And um, we look forward to what the Lord will have for us together because you're only up the road, isn't it? <laughs> Amen. I wonder if I could ask um, Pastor P and Sarah to come and join us um, on the platform in the first instance. Um, and um, Sarah saying that she hasn't been up here before. Had to happen before you left, right? (laughs) Um, We want to just honor you guys and say thanks. We got you guys a a couple of gifts um, that we want to be able to just share with you on our behalf and behalf of the whole church here um, to say thank you so much. Um, and um, just before we pray, I'm going to ask um, the rest of the, the team that are going to be with you to come and join us and file in behind us. So maybe if we move forward and um, as they come up, as they come up, come Zach, lurking, come my brother. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask just before we pray, I'm going to ask Pastor P to, um, to just share in terms of what time and whereabouts and um, just any kind of prayer request, um, immediate prayer request, obviously always going to be in our hearts and prayer. And we'll be praying together still. Um, but yeah, if you, if you kind of clarify that for us. Okay. Um, well, we will be time. We're going to be starting church at 11 o'clock as well. Um, in East Dulwich. We're going to be going through the Gospel of John and um, it will be at the Adventure Playground where I think it was the very, very first shot we saw, the picture we saw. Um, yeah, the humble Adventure Playground where things started, where we're returning to to really be salt and light in that community and to just, um, yeah, just share God's word and share God's love. Um, the encouraging thing is that we start next week but the work has definitely already started i mean god's word is being shared there's people asking questions i mean on a day-to-day basis it's like many little bible discussions we're having uh, amen true and so um all we can ask you to do is continue just to keep us in prayer um this yeah it's bittersweet it's we're down the road. <laughs> we're, we're still one family. So, you know, it's not, it's like a separation, but it's not a separation. It's, it's a continuing of, of exactly what the Lord wants to do, isn't it? It's, um, so, um, be encouraged and, um, yeah, I don't know what else. 
Amen. Thank you, brother. That's, that's blessed. And um, as we're praying for your departure, um, I know that you guys would um, welcome Will and Calpurnia if they're able to come and join us um, as we pray for them. Praise be to God the Most High. Wow. God is truly great. Shall we go before the Lord in prayer? Lord, we thank you so much. Um, You are the Ancient of Days, the Rock of Ages, upon whom we stand, Lord, Um, upon which our lives have been built. And, um, Lord, we stand as as living witnesses to your steadfast love. And we know that you are the unchanging God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And your faithfulness to us is merely an indication of your continued faithfulness to us because you're not going to switch on us. And we know that it's because of Christ and so, as our family um, move on, um, Lord, we thank you for the fact that we are confident you are with them, that you are faithful to finish the work that you have started in them. We thank you for Patrick and Sarah and the team. We thank you for Will and Cal as they go to Jamaica. And we thank you, Lord, that even now you have gone before them in your omnipresence. And you are preparing the way for them. And Lord, you are orchestrating and lining up those divine appointments. And that, Lord, you are already seeding the ground with the fruit that is to be born, Lord. And so we thank you. And we just pray your, your blessing upon them all, Lord. We pray that your hand would be strong upon them, Lord. That you do a great and mighty work in and through their lives. And that, Lord, your testimony... And, and, and the story would continue, Lord. We thank you. And we thank you, Lord, that you cause us to be united. Even though separated by a, a short distance, longer distance as far as we're on cow concerned, but we're still united in you. And um, Lord, we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit. The paraclete you strengthens and enables And for the fact that you will not leave yourself without a witness. Unto the end, unto the coming of Christ. Bless the work at Calvary Chapel East Dulwich, Lord. Bless Will and Cal as they go to Jamaica. And may your name be greatly praised. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's make some noise for these guys. appreciate that time is fast spent and we've organized today that we would um, just take opportunity to just lounge and share refreshments and food and not have to rush off so 
We've got the bring and share. There's going to be food and um, the guys will be setting that up afterwards. Um, and so, you, you know, um, normally we end with a song, right? And um, I think maybe we um, can end with a, a different kind of song again today. Um, and I think that it's, it's a really appropriate song because it's, it speaks of the forward motion the forward motion of God's work in our lives and the fact that we are committed to that and that this um, moving forward for Dulwich and this moving forward for um, Will and Cow is just another testimony to the fact that, you know what? We won't stop. We're committed to Christ. Pastor P and Sarah are committed to Christ. We here in Lewisham are committed to Christ and the same gospel that we held fast to, that bonded our lives together, is that which will continue to unify us as we go forward in declaration. And so, um, if you'd permit us, we'll end with this song. We won't stop until it's over. We won't stop until it's over, over. We won't stop until it's over. We won't stop until we overcome and the race is won. Till we see the face of the sun. Man is cheeky, trying to be friends, trying to make religious amends. When his life is dirty like the River Thames. Running down the cheese and the narrow, but the truth will declare though. Even if your heart's hard like Pharaoh, like Moses. Wash you down with the word just like hoses. The Lord proposes like Windeline to make you squeaky clean. Man who's unredeemed, his life is ugly like the Wolverine. It's time for you to meet the goal between Christ and Nazarene. I'm wide awake but in a dream. Check the garments as they gleam. Jesus and the church, the king of pearly queen. I know your life ain't been nothing but a disaster scene Why not invite Christ to intervene? Some say we're radical, overzealous Some say we're overkeen But I'll spit till I split my spleen Until then, I'll entrust my life into Jehovah For real, I can't stop until it's over We won't stop until it's over No, no, we won't stop until it's over We won't stop until it's over Over We won't stop until it's over We won't stop until we overcome And the race is won Until we see the face of the sun The race is not given to the swift Nor the battle to the strong But to the one that keeps pressing on I've seen casualties lost on the way Like ships at sea that couldn't ride out That rough hurricane To obtain is just the start of the game But the real is the pain that you feel As you hold fast and try to maintain Every day we pray new heights we attain That we light the night like moonlit cloud disguise and Summer times after, after rain. rain Every trial is allowed for our game All that can be shook is shaken Till the true fruit remains Fires are purifier Flames of refinement purge the soul like gold As we endure and we strive for the gold And you know we don't travel alone The Holy Spirit, the paraclete He be leading us home Like a dog with a bone And like teenage girls talking on phones You know, say we now let go No, we won't stop We won't stop until it's over no, no, we won't stop until it's over. We won't stop until it's over. Over. We won't stop until it's over. We won't stop until we overcome. 
You know we bring it boldly For the Lord stepping out bravely Lord I praise thee for the day that you saved me I can't bring it vaguely or vainly Like others but mainly Cause the text declares plainly Different people trusting different things Going to a different length But we're gonna trust that you will show your strength I have to let it out The gospel have to get it out Some record companies Lord your name They wanna edit out Even though they're selling out The gospel I'll be yelling out They got theirs We get ours when we come upstairs I can't be caught imitating the world When my life is supposed to reflect Christ Yo I'm tired of money hungry Mean people grabbing greedily Lord return speedily Come change the scenery Your Holy Spirit's leading me Saying that no one can diminish you work with can't cease until we finish it We won't stop until it's over We won't stop until it's over Don't you stop until it's over Over No way Don't you stop until it's over We won't stop until we overcome And the race is won Until we see the face of the sun We won't stop Thank you Lord Jesus We won't stop Truly, you've called us to a timeless call. We thank you, Lord, for your work at Calvary Chapel, South London. We thank you for Calvary Chapel, East Dulwich. We thank you for your work in Will and Cow in Kingston. And the fact that it won't stop because you are true to your name. We bless you, Lord. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, remain, and abide with us all now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Praise God. find out more about us, visit our website at calvarychapelsouthlondon.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at CC South London. Join us next time for more of God's truth to transform your reality.